special episode of Big Soy Naturals. It's special because, well, I guess depending on how you look at it, it's either an all-black episode of Big Soy Naturals or it's still a half-black episode of Big Soy Naturals. But either way, Kendall is not here and we have replaced her with um, film and TV special correspondent Ashlyn also like recurring what is the word for it's not like guest star when someone's in like every episode of the season but they're not like main cast you know or they're in like most of the episodes but they're not they're not always part of the a plot like recurring yeah yeah well you see this is why we have you as the special (laughs) tv and film correspondent because I don't I don't know what the difference is. Yeah, I mean, of course, like, I don't think most people do. It's totally fine. That's, yeah, right. that's why, yeah, they my Emma subject matter expert. To- <laughs> um, as you may remember, Ashlyn is famously also the head writer and, sh- and showrunner of a uh, hit TV show, I think, Emmy. Emmy award-winning TV show, Ted Lasso. Uh, Just, yeah, there's so much, so much critical acclaim. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. And so naturally I brought Ashlyn on to talk about two of my favorite subjects, uh, or maybe actually three of my favorite subjects, biracials in the media, um, (laughs) Vin, Vin Diesel, and it's like Italians. You know, um, also the, the art, the art of cinema. Um, yeah. I think I would rank the art of cinema above Italians, but they're a close. A close I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I would have to agree. Um, I am in the unique position of being black and Italian American. So, um, yeah, this is this is a real treat for me. Have you ever felt too Italian? for the black kids to black for the Italians. I think, you know, honestly, I think I have felt too Italian for the black kids. Um, but I, I feel like all black people should get honorary Southern Italian, uh, recognition, uh, genealogy. I think, you know, Having played many hours of Crusader Kings 3, I know how close Sicily and Southern Italy is to <laughs> Africa. Like, mm. let's not pretend. Um, if you're if you're like if you're from Northern Italy, you're just German, though. Like, you're gonna have to you're just gonna have to reckon with that. But I'm only talking about Southern Italian citizenship here. Can they say it? The the Italians or the black <laughs> Italians? The the Sicilians. Can they can they say it? The Sicilians 
can't say it. If you're you don't want to give them that power. No, absolutely not. (laughs) If you're a Vin Diesel Italian, you can say it. I think it's it's really fun that we're doing this episode today because right before we started recording, my friend Maya June, shout out to Maya June. If you live in New York, it's too late to go to her exhibit, but you should follow her on Instagram anyway. Uh, photographer of the year at Maya June, also biracial. I don't only have biracial friends, um, but I know I know a lot of them. It's looking they, damning right they, now. They come to you know they they flock to me and they go, hey, like, were you ever too too black for the Maya's uh, Iranian? You know, too black for the Iranians. To, to Iranian for the black people. And, and I'm like, ah, no, that's not my experience, but it seems to be a really common one. Anyway, she called me right before we started recording and was like, I need you to explain Italian culture to me because I was just working with an Italian photographer and he was coming across really African-American. Um, <laughs> like, because he grew up in Jersey. No, like Italian, Italian. He was like no, talking about like living Maya on the streets of Venice. Oh, yeah. I'm like culturally, I yeah. think Italian. I'm familiar right. with the at least like southern Southern Italian culture. Right. I kn- I know my way around, um, and so I can I can explain aspects of Italian American culture to people that are unfamiliar with it. Although this person was like from Italy, Italy Italian, Italian was okay. like. Like I grew up on the rough streets of Venice, and then like playing like don't DC have a lot of rap, <laughs> and then being like this. This makes me think of, <laughs> and it prompted the question: like, are like do Italians think that they're black people? Is that okay? Like, are they are they black in a problematic way? Are they are they appreciative? I think that the answer is that there's actually there's a lot of crossover in like black American, black American and general like Southern Italian, Italian American culture of like. I, you know, like you've seen what. I'm trying to think of two, two chains. Great example. Um, how he dresses and then like what people on the Jersey Shore dress like. There's, There's an affinity for gold chains. Yeah, yeah. A suit, perhaps. Like, the song Versace, um, you know, it, it, it pops up for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, I don't, you know, I don't think that at the moment Italians can be trusted with access to Black culture. They're weird. No, 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 still, no. Um, this is for this is my my qualifiers are for like biracials um, or like Mario you know. Balotelli, who is not biracial, who is Italian, is also hot. Sure, call. he can't say it though. Is what I'm saying. Well, he's black, so he, he okay, can. okay, then he can. Yeah, but they're yeah. they're real weird to the black people there. But I think that they think that they're like yes. a different breed of. People oh. than African Americans because they really really like Black Americans because it's like we're cool we have I feel that's the same in like in like France too yeah and there is obviously like a cultural difference between like Black people that are born and raised in Italy versus like Black Americans and so I think that like the the treatment is just like totally distinct um, yeah they want to be your friend if you're Black American and you go visit because they're like 
you're going to introduce them to Beyonce. I had a couple yeah. of people ask me, like, have I ever met her? Do I see her around? And Marie like, Lestrassi. Yeah, and I'd be like, I, I don't like, I don't know if you understand that America is a very large country, and that rich people can pay other people to stand around them with like weapons. So it's very unlikely that I'm gonna just run into Beyonce on the street um, and be able to say hello. I think se- her security is gonna stop me before that happens. It is a bit unlikely, yeah. But that brings us to the topic of today's episode, which is the short film Multifacial by the one and only Vin Diesel, um, who would later go on to star in the Fast and Furious films. But this film came out before he was um, the star of the stage and screen that we know. And also his name is not Vincenzo. What I think is super fun about him is that Vin Diesel is a stage name that he picked before getting cast in the Fast and Furious. And his government name is Mark Sinclair, which is a perfectly fine actor's name. Like, how did he know he was going to be car guy? I don't know. And also, I mean, Sinclair, isn't that a um, gas station chain? (laughs) Is it? It's all connected. I only know Sinclair is like, Upton Sinclair, who wrote oh, The Jungle, yeah. which is Another not a good book. Sinclair. Yeah, Sinclair Oil, Oil Corporation are the ones with the dinosaur huh. logo. So Sinclair like, Diesel, it's all connected. I know that he's really into astrology, so maybe he like did a reading and, and someone told him that he was going to be the car guy, and he was like, okay, I need to like start <laughs> shaping my personal really brand. Hard, really hard on the name. Put yeah. his name. But this is this is not a um like a recap episode cuz I don't understand why people listen to those. It's the film is definitely shorter than this episode is going to be. Uh, it's also not a review. I mean, we can say if we liked it or not, but like you can just watch it. I just think it's a great it's a it's a you just said earlier, it's a rich text. There's a yes. lot in it. And I think that it'll be just a really great like grounding place for a discussion on the biracial identity italians can biracial people rap um is another question that that i think it's it prompts um the, the film industry the the plight of the unknown working actor which is that's sort of the premise of the film multifacial is it's um a like fictionalized portrayal of Vin Diesel's own experience of uh, being sent to different auditions. And because he was when, I guess when he was unknown, I don't know what really people think of him now, um, but when he was just a guy he was racially ambiguous and so was sent on uh, various auditions where he was asked to portray um, like different races and often stereotypes of different races and, and how that made him feel as a, as someone who doesn't know where he fits in already. And now they're making it even harder on him. And is that is the biracial experience. Um, and he's also like a really serious actor and he name Constantly drops various <laughs> other serious actors that he wants to emulate, um, which I, I feel like that must be how he was in real life and back then, which is very 
very fun to think about. Because um, I love the Fast and Furious movies, but I feel like they are not considered serious films, which they should be. But like, I don't think that that's yeah, the cultural he, perception he of seems, them. Yeah, he seems like a very um, committed thespian, like very uh, into his craft, into this movie, you know, like yeah. talking about how Marlon Brando never did beer commercials right and it's funny because i think that there's this like juxtaposition that's happening where he's like name dropping serious actors and things that he thinks that they would never do and so he's got like integrity about not doing beer commercials or soap operas or uh like rapping on camera or whatever but um he is you know he's conflicted about it but he is going on auditions where he is uh portraying stereotypes of different races which brings me to my first observation about multifacial that I'm you know I wonder what you what you think about this as a black mm-hmm. italian person of color which is that uh the four races um <laughs> seem to be black white latino and italian Yes. Is that true? I guess I could say that that is true. I think it's true. Or I think it is maybe true if you are um, a, a, like, mixed black person. Maybe, maybe. Yes, I would say this is true specifically to the biracial experience. Yes. Yeah. Because I feel like when I am not read as black, I've not, not really gotten... Um, red is white by people, but I no. do sometimes in the summer in New Jersey where people, they really mm-hmm. like to go um, as they, they go extra with, with the tanning. There's times where like, I'll get, I'll get Italian uh, passing, but then they'll like, um, when I was younger and I was still vegan, I didn't know, I didn't know the ins and outs of like Italian food. And so I would be like working at a pizzeria and they would think sometimes that I was Italian because I was in, I was in an Italian's place. And sometimes my coworkers would be like darker than me because they were hitting the tanning salon every single day. And so like a customer would come in and like, just when with like, they replace like, uh, like P's with G's and like they're just dropping vowels off of words that have vowels on them and adding extra vowels to the other like ones. Gabagool. Gabagool, which, and then there's like Capicola, yeah, uh, which yeah. would become that Capicola. <laughs> oh, right. And then there's Mozzadelle, which is mozzarella. And like, yeah. I had to memorize the menu and the, I like wasn't really familiar with a lot of these foods yet. And then I would be like thrown for a loop because someone would order like gnocchi, and I'm like, "What? what the fuck? <laughs> like, what's going on here?" And then I would like read them their order back so I could see if I could like get them to correct me and tell me what it is again. Because I'm like, I don't think that you said a word. I like, I think that you just made some sounds, and that that was usually when they would realize that I am not Italian. And not then, Italian. and then the racism switch would turn on, and then they'd be like, "We, I need, I, I need like Gianna to handle my order." Yeah. yeah i mean i i mean even in this movie like when he's doing his audition for latino it's like specifically (laughs) like dominican or like puerto Mm. rican which that is the only time i like when i worked in a restaurant with like my all of my coworkers 
spoke Spanish or, you know, like were Mexican or from El Salvador and stuff. But like they they thought like maybe I was like Puerto Rican. But like even then it's like, yeah, so it's still you're still picking up on like the blackness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like there are Afro Latinos and I used to feel so bad when I was younger and I would be like going out and then some person who was like confused in a public space would come up to me like asking me questions because they thought that I would be able to to help them and speak Spanish with them and I'd be like no I just like I just have a white dad like I yeah. I have nothing for you um but it you know the that the beginning of the film I was like okay Vin Diesel you you've immersed me in a world that is much like my own these are the I, four I do think of all of them, he was a very passable Italian. Yeah. Which, okay. The other <laughs> thing is that, like, he, um, you know, is conflicted because he's, like, having to portray these different, like, stereotypes. And he's like, I don't, I don't feel good about doing this. I found it fascinating that the most offensive stereotype that he, like, fit into the film was the Italian one. Um, yeah. Like... The Italian character that he's, like, showing us the example of auditioning as was, like, super, like, misogynist and homophobic and, like, like, just over the top, like, bad. And you'd think that it was going to be, like, like, similar with the other races because it's not, like, in the 90s when this film came out, like, that there were, I mean, there were, like, good good films that had black people in them but also like there were a lot of like very like stereotyped portrayals of blackness and so it was very interesting to me that the one that he was like yeah it it hurts my heart to do uh (laughs) it's like putting on an over-the-top italian accent and and uh saying slurs against italians yeah um i mean i would say the latino one was also like pretty bad (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess not that he wasn't that good. about it, like, because mm-hmm. then, then the girl's like, you were actually, like, so good. I can't believe we don't speak Spanish. And he was like, oh, really? Like, he was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he, do, he does this interesting little um, little biracial move where he, he doesn't tell anyone what his race is. Like, the when he's at the audition pretending to be Latino and the girl's like, oh, your parents didn't speak Spanish to you growing up? You don't know yeah, Spanish? He's like, he's like nah. no, they didn't. And it's like, ooh. <laughs> now he neither confirms nor denies. You didn't lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, the nature of the biracial is to be sneaky. Um, <laughs> which I think that that is kind of like a, a hallmark of it's general biracial vibe. narratives, right? Is like that you, you know, you're just like, you're in places that you shouldn't be. And, and you're not telling anyone the truth. You don't fit yeah. in anywhere. So you might as well just lie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, okay. I'm also, I'm really curious what you, what your take is on the constant name dropping okay. of serious actors that, so that happens that in this film. does tie into, I was going to say something and then I was like, let's see where we're going with this. And... So, because you did not read the Wikipedia like I did. No, which I've seen um, this one so many times. I've never thought to learn, to look learn it more up. information about it. I'm just like, this This is, it's something as it is. It's, uh, 
There's a, there's a lot to dig into there. Well, well, he does. I think specifically name drop Morgan Freeman at one point. Mm. Um, and he and would, Denzel. Yeah. Um, but he would keep VHS tapes of the movie in his car in case he ran into like people who could help him become an actor. And he did actually see Morgan Freeman outside of Four Seasons and gave him a copy of the film. Oh my gosh. That's... This is like like rapper mixtape behavior. Isn't... Wait, actually, isn't this how J. Cole got... He gave famous? a VHS tape to Morgan Freeman? Well, no, didn't didn't he give a, a mixtape to... Someone? Let me, I, I, I have to I look this up. I do not know... The affairs of J. Cole. I don't. Well, I don't, it's I don't just think you know, it's, there's biracial parallels. Sure. That's all. Yes. Okay. How did J. Cole become famous, and can we put him back? He. Okay. I think it's it's not quite as exciting as I thought it was. Mm. His mixtape just like caught the attention of jay-z and i think that he was the first like artist to sign on jay-z's label um is what the internet seems to say but i i feel like i had heard from like one of my i have some like aspiring rapper friends that like he he got his mixtape in the hands of jay-z but that's not quite as as good as like literally physically handing a VHS tape to Morgan Freeman. Freeman. But also, um, I guess then you could say that Steven Spielberg was Vin Diesel's Jay-Z in a way. (laughs) He saw Multifacial and then he saw Strays, another movie that Vin Diesel did in 1997. And he wrote a role into Saving Private Ryan for Vin Diesel. Huh. Which was his first major film role. Like, he was so blown away by multiple. I do know that. He was like, I'm writing you into this movie. On God, I'm going to make you famous. And we and we wouldn't have the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, if we're so, not yeah Steven Spielberg that. created. <laughs> I think I would say that if we are assigning rapper equivalents to directors... Steven Spielberg might as well be Jay-Z. Yeah, he kind of just already is the Jay-Z. He occupies that space. I'd accept that. Which would make Vin Diesel the J. Cole of actors, which I don't love for Vin Diesel because I do actually like a lot of his work, but... At the same time. You know, J. Cole went platinum with no features. Yeah, exactly. And that is something to think about. Um, Where does Scorsese fall in all of this who is like what rapper would he be yeah hmm okay i feel like the like easy answer would would be to like assign him like like someone from the like classic rap era like 80s 90s um but i don't know because like he uh, you know is like still making really good movies he's not just like um, like a, a classic from the past. He has made some 25. classics. Yeah, or like retired, you know? He's like someone that has like kept reinventing the wheel and then also has like classics that are decades, decades old, which I feel like maybe means that he's Kanye. 
Maybe. I think that's that that feels controversial for sure. Well, we I mean like who um has like a career that spans multiple decades that is like introduced different elements also like into into music that like inspired other people to adopt that. Right. Is like still putting out like stuff that people think is cool now, but has things that have like inspired artists that have gone in a completely different direction. It's also like worked with a ton of like prestigious people, people like go out of their way to work with them. I feel like, you know, I don't know who else has that, that kind of like longevity and uh, like inspirational appeal. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think, I think it makes sense. I think it definitely makes sense. The only other person I could think of wouldn't technically be a rapper, but would be like Quincy Jones, Mm. which like inspired a lot of rappers and, and such later, but like is not a rapper, obviously. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, the other option would be like Missy Elliott. Jay-Z. But the other option could be Missy Elliott because I think that Missy Elliott also has like that sort of like long, long career and like is still putting out things that people think are like cool and fresh and exciting. But I don't know if I want to let a man be the Missy Elliott of films. This is exactly what I like imagine men talk about is like who's the drake of movies like who's who's the drake of being a director okay well actually who is the drake of movies uh michael bay or like michael bay's not really currently making movies is he who's occupying the michael bay space in the in the world are there who like who makes the marvel movies is it is it one guy well they like they like wait for directors to win an oscar and then hand them like a hundred million dollars and say you're directing a marvel movie we're we're conscripting you into the marvel army they got drafted yeah they have to serve their but they can't all be drake so no they're not all drake i think it's important that drake is canadian because it Mm -hmm. it contributes uh an essential element to his corniness i also think that from what i know about Toronto, it's like pretty anti. I mean, I guess every place is anti-black, but I haven't heard great things from people there, which I think maybe can like send a young, a young biracial man into an identity crisis that leads him to become every race in adulthood. Um, (laughs) So we need someone that like kind of hates with Tarantino, kind of hates women. I, but in like a, a weird little bit, way, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Like when Drake is like turning strippers into maids, you know, and he's um, like, "I saved the strippers by moving them into my house and making them be my maids." Like, I feel like that's that's a Tarantino move. I mean, I guess since they work together, you could just say maybe like Sam Levinson. Oh, but he doesn't hate women in a weird way. He hates them in kind of the straightforward straightforward kind of way. (laughs) Also, I didn't realize James Cameron was Canadian. Oh. I just searched Canadian directors. I thought he was homegrown American weirdo. Hmm. 
He could could he be James Cameron? No, I don't think so because James Cameron is like he's like an auteur a little bit. Yeah. But Drake has bangers is the thing. So I feel like the Drake of movies is someone who like does hate women, sucks, but also has (laughs) like has some hits. Um doesn't have like like a coherent voice though, because I think that that is like why Drake has some bangers, but he sucks is that he's sort of just like he's everywhere. Todd Phillips. And I don't think I know who that is. What has he, he done? He did The Hangover, and he did Joker. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, he did like shitty comedies, and then he's like, I need you to take me so seriously actually i have never seen the hangovers but i think i get like i get it um it was a really funny time in the world of like comedy movies where and i think just like like mainstream comedy where everything was like what if regular thing but it's really stupid um and like that's how we got ted which is like what if there was a teddy bear but yeah. it smoked weed and like said fuck and uh the hangover is like what if people yeah. went to vegas but they were really stupid but then like americans figured out irony like sometime in the like late obama era and so that's we like we don't do that that thing currently but we'll probably probably roll back around to it cuz i think that is like as a country that's who we are we like we are the three stooges we're entering we've been in like recession vibes for a little bit now which is right around when the hangover came out so yeah and I god mean, we willing are, we, we are get another jennifer party rock lawrence. anthem we're getting that jennifer lawrence movie the comedy it's like yeah. it's like a, a late 2000s era comedy did you see what the uh with what the streets are saying about about Jennifer Lawrence, what Jennifer Lawrence, I think maybe has said about herself, no, that she she wants to make hard R movies, which is a, I know what she means, but like, it I, is a term. It is a term. I think that we should think about the words that we say. <laughs> um, like I have heard that in relation to the rating of an R. No, it, it makes complete sense. Sure, I get it. Yes. But also, you know, from Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Famously not racial. Friends with Taylor Swift, so she might be hard arting it. She has definitely hard art at some point in her life. Yeah, check her Twitter from 2012. Um, <laughs> when the when the Hangover came out, that was when everyone was doing it. I think the Hangover came out like 2008. What? Well, those are those are all the same. They're all the same year. Two thousand nine. Yeah, that's it's that's like basically twenty. Yeah, they did come out every year, every two years for six years. So two thousand nine, or sorry, four years. Two thousand nine, two thousand eleven. There's four hangovers. There's three of them. Yeah, 20, see, two thousand nine, like, two thousand eleven, and two thousand thirteen. After Americans discovered irony, you wouldn't be able to make four hangovers in a row because it's it's too earnest. It's just like these people they got. They got drunk and then they got hung over. We like yeah. we we ask for I'm not gonna say more out of out of our films, but it's like the like a self awareness that's like the oh he's like right behind me, isn't he? Like sort of thing, which can can lead to like more highbrow irony and then also 
like your your Marvel movies where they have to acknowledge that they're making a joke every time they make a joke. Yeah. We're going to be free from that soon, and we're going to get a Party Rock anthem again soon. Speaking of biracial achievements, um, that uh, that that's definitely a recession-era type song, and we are going to get another one. And one Maybe I'll make it. I did stand behind Red Foo at a Starbucks in Westwood. Is he so. the uncle or the nephew? Um, <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I also I think... Uncle... <laughs> Like, we need more uncle, nephew, aunt, niece, like, type music, musical duos. Because I was thinking about how, like, brothers, sisters, siblings generally, like, they make music together. And it's, there's a great chance it's going to get real sad. Because they've got, you know, they've got, like, the same parents and, like, issues that they can talk about. And they can relate to each other. Like, parent and child making music together is, it's going to be, like, either too twee or like frightening. Oh, um, like I'm thinking like like right. Serge Gainsbourg, um, like and that song that he did, or like the one with like Frank and Nancy Sinatra, like that's not right. great. And then there's also like Carol King and her daughter doing the like Gilmore Girls theme. So it's either like twee or concerning. But yeah. like uncle nephew, it can't get too sad. Cause like that's not what you do with your uncle. Like you're not like bringing bringing up like deep family trauma and, and it can't get only like 11 years apart <laughs> yeah like uncle nephew is kind of the perfect recipe and it's and it's gonna be like more upbeat than music just between like friends because you you can't get deep like that with an uncle right or especially, especially yeah when he's like a decade old it's like you're yeah. like cousins basically yeah it's like older sibling but no stakes yeah we need we need another party rock anthem i might make it if no one else does i don't really have any uncles or aunts in the correct age range but maybe i i have i have a cousin who's 17 so i'm gonna ask her if she wants to make the next party rock anthem with me and we'll see if we can do that um bringing it back around to a different biracial Vin Diesel okay star of multifacial um in addition to the like Morgan Freeman lore I I do want to know like just what you what you think of like all of the actor name dropping that he does because I feel like there's it's like it's it's constant and this film is only 20 minutes long and I think every minute he is naming a different prestigious actor. Well, if you if you can believe it, um, Vin Diesel wrote this whole movie in like one day. Um, wow. So I just it like came from the heart. It came. It just came to him. It like flowed through him. Um, he was a man possessed. But it's just funny because it's like the setups for when he does the name dropping are like in the same kind of like rhythm i guess because it's like the scene and then he's like coming out of an audition and he's talking to the actor and they're like they're either like you're really good or like i love money and that's why i'm an actor i don't don't have any passion for Uh acting and vin diesel gets like all sad and he's like well i mean like i wouldn't you know uh sydney poitier and marlon brando didn't have soap operas so um, and then it's just the exact same setup, like the second time. Um, 
he does he does the first time it's Morgan Freeman and Al Pacino. And then yeah, fascinating, time, yeah, fascinating collection of people there. But I, I guess he's always tra- he's always naming someone black and someone white. Yes, because he he wants because you to know that he he doesn't see race; he sees the craft of acting. Like in the monologue that he does at the end, where he has the mind blowing revelation or whatever oh, that, yeah. he, that his dad told him. You know, he wanted him to be an actor, not a black actor, but an mm-hmm. actor. First and, and that that is sort of a like that's a raven moment um we can see into the future a different biracial is being sworn into office in the year 2009 <laughs> january 1st 2009 barack obama and he's saying he doesn't want to be the president of black america he wants to be the president of america i feel like we wouldn't have gotten obama without multifacial i I don't think so. I think that you're onto something. Um, the okay. The other thing that I um, I don't know, like thought was well. Actually, I first okay. I would like to know what what edits would you make to this movie? Because um, I I think that there's a message. Do you feel like he's getting the message across effectively? Like, what would you change in order to to convey that better? Do you want to see more range from Vin Diesel? Do I want him to see? I do. I want to see Vin Diesel do more stereotypes. Um, I would love to see him do <laughs> more accents, more stereotypes. I would like to mm-hmm. see. like he he gives it his all in those auditions, despite it making him uncomfortable. What other races so do you think it. that he could be? Because you know, sometimes people ask me if I'm Indian, which like there I, are like a lot I of Indians in South Africa. So I might yeah. be Indian. Maybe Vin Diesel could also be Indian, um, like yeah. passing. Um, Maybe like uh, Polynesian. Are there like commonly known Polynesian stereotypes in the United States? <laughs> I don't know, but I would like to see him try because he'll do mm-hmm. whatever uh, his manager tells him to do, apparently. So we are turning this film into like, oops, all racism. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? He was really going for it. Keep going. <laughs> um, I think I think you know there was a lot of a lot of telling. There was a lot of uh, exposition. You know that's why we're name dropping the actors as shorthand. So I mean I don't know. Yeah, I guess I I don't I don't know what I would want. How how I could how I could make this not what it is but but like it got a lot of acclaim do you know that this this um screen that can <laughs> yeah i mean i think like it seems like everything screams at screens it can but yeah. also shout out to my friend maya june whose film that oh man i'll have to look up the name Uh-oh. of it uh, but uh her her film that she worked on just won some awards at wow Cannes, so congrats. i will not say bad things about can Overall, because sometimes cool things happen there, but it seems no, like they, yeah. they those people just clap for anything. <laughs> but yeah, it went to can. Um, it yeah, it received a strong response. Is it hard to go to can though? Because when I was in high school, you could like s- sell tickets to Warp Tour, and if you sold enough of them, then you could be at Warp Tour, but like early in the morning on the stage. And are you asking if they have a similar program for? Yeah, because I don't know. I like I don't know how film festivals. I work. mean, I think 
Warped Tour is a music festival. Like getting in or just attending? No, like having, you know, having your film. Because it could be like in at the early slot. You could I be mean, like, like not on the yeah, main stage. I think, yeah, I think they have like a bunch of different like categories. And obviously they're not as like, you know, it's not like they're they're going, they're in competition for best film at the festival or anything. So like, I think, I feel like there are like, smaller like little categories you could submit a is there film a thing to? where you can sell sell tickets to seven of your about, friends i know there are tickets to seven of their friends <laughs> or like press passes and stuff but but i i would love yeah you should be able to sell tickets to can and then you get to go to can and you get to like run up and down the stairs before they let everyone else in this is why they need to bring warp troy back because it was it like they it got my friends can, really like, enterprising, and I think that I only know one person that like successfully was able to get themselves on stage because you have to have a lot of friends, and then you also have to have no friends that are trying to do the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. There's too much competition, but I think we should start. Now. We should start warped can. and it goes from city to city, screening the film French French scene music. No, uh, I think we should just we should just screen the movies. I don't know if I I don't even I don't think I want to know what French scene music would possibly look or sound like. We're going to find out and I'm going to have Lane play it at the end of the episode. But um, another thing that I am happy that the film included is undeniable proof that biracial should not attempt rapping because they will not succeed. Um, It is not good. The examples that we have in popular culture of biracial rappers are J. Cole, Drake, Logic, who famously was inspired by J. Cole, like literally because he was biracial. He was like, I "I didn't know that I could do it until I saw that J. Cole did it because he's also black and white, just like me. Like an Ouroboros of <laughs> biracial rappers. Yeah. And um, I'm going to have to have uh, Lane include this in the episode, too, because I cannot describe the rapping that Vin Diesel does at his audition justice. It is crazy. <laughs> it's, like, too slow. <laughs> but then also too fast too fast uh, and hard, but mostly like kind of drags yeah um, and then he he gets kind of italian with it like and, and in, I in parts, was just trying to do slam poetry where they were like can you do a rap and he was like these people won't know any different if mm-hmm. i'm rapping or just reciting a poem but then it was like a rap it it was kind of it was kind of DOS effects adjacent. Like there's yeah. even like Mike Checa where they say the like Stella Stella line, like that's in his rap kind of at the end. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like Italian nursery rhymes almost. And then I think that this is the difference between like a low vibrational biracial person, maybe just a low vibrational black person. Cause I've seen, seen all kinds of black people do this um and people that like are are more aligned with with their soul's purpose which is that like when you are in a room with white people and off nothing they ask you if you can rap 
you don't start rapping. You don't say yes and start it's rapping. So like, like I said, like he goes to all of these auditions, even though he's mm-hmm. like, oh man, like I don't think I should be playing a Puerto Rican dude. And then he just goes and like, like goes full out just because his manager mm-hmm. was like, go to this audition when he could, you know, technically be like, uh, maybe not this one. Um, but he does it anyway. <laughs> Ashlyn, have you considered that maybe the manager is like representational of societal forces that kind of encourage you to live out racial stereotypes instead of expressing your like full and authentic self and just like being a person? Like you have to be a black person or an Italian is- person, you, you know? And it's like you might want to do your own thing, but your manager is society. Um, it's like no like you have to rap yeah that's true and then you know under the capitalist system there's uh no ethical auditions i guess under capitalism and he Mm -hmm. needs to make a living as a working class actor so he is forced to do racism for money it happens yeah it happens every day to actors just like you and me um Uh, something else that that like is said frequently in this film that I feel like I when I've like I have read some reviews of it and people people really like this movie. Yeah, it's um, like pretty well reviewed on like Letterboxd. Yeah. And I do like it, but I don't know if I think that it's good. But I I I do yeah. like it. But something that I haven't seen like talked about in any of the reviews or analyses that I've read of it are the there's several instances where Vin Diesel is at an audition like to be a black person and then mm-hmm. they go mm, you're just like you're too light skinned too light we're, too we're light looking, we're looking for more of a, a Wesley Snipes type um <laughs> I wish that was played as like more hilarious because it is yeah but it's I, not like he's like no it's serious it. that's what it's like is that they they only want like, dark skin actors this has maybe happened like one time in history maybe yeah but this like, is the other like I, very common um not common to me but you know they're always talking about it like the the plight the plight of light skins that everyone wants them to be dark skin but they can't help it and they can't help being how they are and everyone's so mean to them, and they say, I wish that you were Wesley Snipes. Oh, <laughs> the best that you can do is be Vin Diesel. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't, I never got the like too black for the white kids, too white for the black kids. Like, I never even okay. thought about that. And then, like, I, I mean, people, you know, like kids are shitty, but like, it wasn't like consistently shitty. And it's just like, well, I know I'm black. So, like, nothing you're saying to me like matter <laughs> yeah i i do think vin diesel shows a, a lot of restraint by not having that line verbatim um in in this because he gets close to it several times yeah but he actually doesn't say that phrase like mm-hmm. yeah he's he's edging us with too <laughs> black for the white kids um but it's it's like i feel like this is something that light skin actors um of of all like racial ancestry like make a big deal about where they're like people were so mean to me 
simply for being light skinned and pretty and prettier yes, than everyone. Yeah. Um but it's like I it's not something that I have like experienced in my life. I mean, I guess like my friends make fun of me, but in like a it's like a playful, friendly way. Um, no yeah. one has ever told me that they wish that I was Leslie uh, Wesley Snipes. Um, no. I, I, I honestly, I wish that someone had. Um, but it's like it's fascinating to me that all of these like light skin actors have this, um, you know, very similar story to each other, and then don't look around and notice that they are all successful actors. Yeah, uh, and there's like not not quite as many I guess skin actors in big roles outside of my many Emmys for Ted Lasso that I'm not very like famous. I guess because I wasn't being tormented every day, being called an Oreo or whatever, and all of the the famous biracials apparently were yeah. under attack every day. Well, I think that there must be like a blood pack that you have to take when you ascend to a certain level of fame. Um, like I, the, there's Illuminati, there's a Yakubian Illuminati, yeah. right? And and you like access like a certain echelon of like white success, and they go, "Cool, like we're gonna let you in, but you have to do this one thing: you have to tell everyone that you got you called an Oreo growing up." Phrase. So you're too white for the the black kids and too black mm. for the white kids, and then yeah, that that is like a they're trying a, to sow discord in, in the like in chant. the black community, like, like a spell, and like, they're using Zoe Kravitz to do it. Okay, <laughs> like keep your eyes out. It's Zoe happening. Kravitz, I think, is extra concentrated because she yeah. is the product of two biracials. That is, I I'm second okay, generation so, biracial like, eugenics. Eugenics time, maybe like <laughs> like Gregor Mendel Punnett Square time. Like if you have two biracial parents, are you biracial? Are you like are you, has that canceled it out? Like because they they are also like both black people. Like yeah, they're like the same. So you're not you're not any more white. Like you know, so it's like are you just still biracial? Because it is kind of a state of mind. Red biracial. Pure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like I was um, thinking about how there is a sort of flavor of like homegrown eugenics that some black people do. Um, yeah. Like Cory Cory Booker is a great example mm-hmm. of what I call like a historical light skin. Where <laughs> yeah. He is he is not biracial he is not like mixed to mire his knowledge he just has radiating. he just looks like that yeah and he acts like that yeah and then you like go on his wikipedia page which i have checked out and you you can go all the way up his family tree and it's like all black people yeah and his like grandparents were um like of like of the first black employees at ibm and he wow. like went to princeton his like parents went to Princeton. So you put that information together and then you, there's a story that's being painted of like, these were light skinned people in olden times pursuing partners like, like they were dogs and trying to make like the most light skinned baby. And that is like, that's like a real thing that black people used to do. I think that like 
honestly, probably some people in my my mom's side of the family were doing that in South Africa because I've I've heard stories. Um, and it's like a, a thing that is like it comes out of like self-preservation and you know that you're going to be treated better and like you don't want your kids to be treated worse. But it is, it is also like you're doing you're doing homegrown genetics, genetics or eugenics and you are guaranteeing that your descendants are going to be cornballs. Yeah. That's like, I mean, I like the warriors, but it's like, you know, Steph, Naisha Curry, like two, two light skins with light eyes. And look, up, and like, look at just... how they act together. <laughs> it's not natural. Uh, <laughs> I it like whenever I have pursued a relationship with like a fellow light skin, it never goes past the situationship stage because it goes against God's will. And like there will just be divine obstacles placed in my path because it's like two magnets. But I, I unfortunately do like them sometimes because they're easier to make fun of. Um, and I, I, I like having the upper hand. But that that is why Zoe Kravitz evil is so concentrated because they managed to to move past that awkward buffer and came together literally yeah yeah it's no it's not right yeah has she ever dated a black person and were they cool were they a cool black person or were I they like, like another Zoe Kravitz? Type? I feel like I feel like the first qualifier was already a stretch. Like, has Zoe Kravitz dated a black person? I was like almost zero chance. And then the second of were they cool? That's putting it at like zero percent chance to me okay, that she dated that's... a black person and that they were also like cool. Let's find out Zoe Kravitz dating history. Um. Oh, it's not looking good. It's not good. <laughs> it's, you know, so we are starting off strong with, yes. uh, oh my gosh, uh, I don't know who this person is, Ben Foster, but he's wearing like a, like a newsboy cap. Then we're going into Ezra Miller, which uh, we can't, we can't touch that right now. Can't dwell. Can't dwell. Uh, Chris Pine. Penn Badgley, who I have I have met, um, he's he's hot in person, but he's also got like, well, I don't know, I don't know how much I can say, but he doesn't, he's vibes are off, um, sure, and like sure. his his black nanny has like allegations against him. Oh, Drake, Drake, okay, so David? we have a black person, yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't make the Wikipedia page, so. They, they were spotted locking lips at a Beyonce concert oh. in 2013, but never confirmed their status. <laughs> so we have we have one, but this is not a so pairing also, that I support. It also doesn't meet your qualifications because... No, he's not cool. He's not um, cool. We've got Twin Shadow. Um, Carl Glussman. Don't they know were like who married. that is. And then Channing Tatum. So we have Drake. And that is actually worse than her having no black people in her dating history. To have only yeah, one that's, that's and a to be Drake is is you really like yeah, that's I like yeah I can't I can't think of a worse look for you. Yeah. 
there's there is something about I've noticed. So the Zoe Kravitz types of the world. Yes. Um, like probably also because of internalized anti-blackness, but also because of the like aura of corniness that they radiate. Like it does kind of naturally repel other black people. So they yeah. tend to not like date other black people. And there is, there is probably like an element of like self-hatred that's, that's occurring. But also like if you went on a date with Zoe Kravitz, like how long would it last? Um <laughs> Whereas, uh, like, a white person probably doesn't know that she's being a freak in all of the ways that she's being a freak. Yeah, um, she she took that photo. She had that one on her Instagram that is, like, basically, like, she must have watched Multifacial. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I am not a black artist. I am an artist. That's what it yeah. says. Well, yeah. That's one of the lines that they teach you when you when you get in with the Yakubian Illuminati. <laughs> Is like yeah. you have to say like I'm not and I'm like, not a black the actress caption, I'm an actress. The caption like it I don't even want to read the whole thing, but it ends with "Happy to be black, just don't need to say it in front of everything." Yeah, I don't, we don't need to talk hard. about it. We yeah. never need to say it. I'm black, but never say it to this me. Is what never Mark say it to other people. Actor in multifacial mm-hmm. was saying. Well, and so like you would think that the Zoe Kravitz types, they could find each other and date each other. And that could be the kind of black person that they date. And you see that she dated Drake. But what I think must happen is that they say something to the other person, like growing up, I just never fit in with the other black kids because I watched anime and they didn't like me. I didn't fit in. And then the other person goes, me too. And then that like shatters their worldview that they are the only black person to have watched anime and liked it. That, that they they're scary, like, yeah. I have to yeah. I have to leave like yeah. because now my like everything that I know is a lie. Whereas if they tell a white person that like white people aren't gonna they're know, like, they're damn. gonna be like, damn, you're the only only person that knows about Inuyasha. That's crazy. Yeah, that well, must have been so lonely growing black up. Girl that watches Inuyasha. That's like the rarest yeah. thing on the planet. And then I don't really know how to square that up with like hmm. well i'm going to say a, some some of my cooler white friends are more likely to not be dating other white people because they meet other white people on dates and they're like oh this person's like a de- like a devil and so then the the people that like pass their normal filters tend to be people that are not white but it's so i don't really know like we have like a corniness equation that i need to solve yeah Um, and if anyone is interested in like helping me map this out like i don't know um also if you ever went if you know about zoe kravitz dating other black people there's anyone besides drake um because Help, help her out. Her reputation is suffering. She's yeah. best friends with Taylor Swift. She's not a black actress. She does not want you to call her black. Please do not remind anyone that she is black. <laughs> She's do normal. Not out loud. She's just normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do think I do think there should be some uh, research grant funding to looking into this equation this power equation of like what is going on we need to solve biracials there's something going on there 
and we need to fix it. Okay. Also, as a because we're on different teams, we're like your team, white mom. I'm yeah. team white dad. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about the there's sort of like a universally acknowledged truth that <laughs> that that people on on team white mom um, tend to have their and I guess not like their corny percentages, but like the corny likelihood, like the that, the dice roll see, is higher. Like, there is something wrong with biracials and we need to fix it because I'm mm-hmm. like, I do feel like that is true. Um, there are obviously exceptions. Um, like, I don't know, Zendaya. I mean, she is like c- kind of corny sometimes or was in her youth, but she was a child. Um, I liked uh, those Instagram pictures. Yeah. That she was like, taking. you know, it's, are like, fun. it's like cute. Um, she has a white mom. So I, yeah. I do think like, you can occasionally avoid that fate, but I would say overall, like that does tend to be true. <laughs> yeah. And I like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but it is true. I, I had the sad thought that like Doja Cat is probably never going to ascend to the level of cool that I want her to. And it probably has entirely to do with her her upbringing of uh, having yeah having a white mom yeah it's because there's 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 a zoe kravitz gene in her and it it comes out like kind of regularly actually and then she also is really cool i think the dating history is similar to zoe kravitz um of just well it's actually, I mean, Zoe Kravitz at least is like dating like chiseled face white and boys. All the same, all the same one. Like cheekbones. Like I guess mm-hmm. when your cheekbones look like Zoe Kravitz, like you have to have like like cheekbones that you know, fit interlocking. Zendaya is also dating a white boy, but I feel like it's fine because it seems like she like he's he's it's on like, like a leash yeah it's, yeah yeah like, like it's cute whereas i think that zoe, Ka- zoe kravitz is on the leash yeah and i was just gonna say like Doja and taylor swift Kat, holds it doja cat also <laughs> um also dates white men it seems almost exclusively but they are like I don't know where she's finding these guys yeah well this like, is this is a, a like, she kicked over a rock and was like that one this is a phenomenon that I have observed many times at Warp Tour, which is sure. <laughs> uh, alternative black girl, mm-hmm. like really cool, very pretty, like amazing outfit, 10 out of 10, it seems, in, in all ways. And then s- sort of a, a wet rat, <laughs> who, like emerging from yeah. the gutter, who is also rude. Like not he's he does yeah, not have a not good personality. Cool. We don't think that she likes him for who he is on the inside. He is also a wet rat, like rancid energy. Yeah, on the inside, like maybe a dead rat, like no personality, bad wet smell. Rat on the outside, <laughs> dead rat on the inside, and it's and it's a very common pairing. Yeah, it doesn't happen really the other way around. Like there. There is also the very common pairing of like alternative black guy and white girl, but she's usually like she's wearing demonias. 
Yeah. And like she's got like good eyeliner on. Like there is sort of an aesthetic matching. Like her personality might be bad, but we can see we can see how it happened. But like yeah. the the other gendered uh di- dynamic is is like really upsetting and <laughs> I like I think that there's psychology that's happening. There's not enough feminism happening. Um it's it's not so I think that that's where Doja Cat is. They haven't she's at work. They haven't broken out of the the black girl in Yasha revelation kind of like shell or whatever. So they they do think that like the only people that can possibly like them are like the unwashed anime club members, yeah. uh, like greasy white boys, um, because that's all that they like saw at their school or whatever liking anime. There, there is not. A small, small number. There is a sizable number of white men in this world who have gotten laid off of name dropping Inuyasha to beautiful black women. This is happening. And that's something that we need to sit with as a country. (laughs) (laughs) We need to spread the word. We need to fund the research. That that other black people have, like, they watch anime. Like, I think I only know other black people that watch anime. Yeah, it's like you need uh, to like extend a hand across the aisle when you're in middle school. I know that we have middle schoolers that listen to the podcast. I don't know why. There is someone who is uncool that has a white mom in your class. You need to just include them in hanging out so that they can learn that it's possible to to like anime and yeah, be black at the same time. We don't need any more logics. And I mean, it's like it should be over, I think, because Megan the Stallion famously loves anime. Yeah. And like that I think that should end it. That should end it all. I still I have my Meg the Stallion Crunchyroll collaboration hoodie. Um it's it's go. a prized possession of mine. I I think that it's just people people want to come up with other explanations besides like they don't they think my vibes are bad. Yeah. And so they're like it mu- it it's must be anime. because like I, I watch anime yeah. and it's it's never that but I'm you know I I don't want to put down team white mom. I want I want to help. <laughs> everyone everyone else does. So Yeah. Um okay, my okay, why like back to the film multifacial. And then I we're going to look into Vin Diesel's dating history because now I'm curious. But why is this film, like, as a film and TV expert, mm-hmm. why is this, like, constantly the portrayal of the biracial experience? Like, why are we always getting movies about not fitting in and never movies about, like, being, like, regular and then having white people in your family be mean to you? Because that is the, like, colloquial biracial experience that I have I have had, that the other people I know have had, is, like, your family's normal, your friends are normal, like, maybe they make jokes at you sometimes and call you a cracker for going to the 100 Gex concert, but, like, everyone's fine. And then, like, white people who are related to you are terrible. But there's, I mean, there's never that. 
I think it's because it's mostly, you know, white people in charge of like, you know, the film festivals or like the studios and everything. And they just don't seem to be able to like understand, comprehend what that could possibly be like for some reason where they're like, but like, but like, isn't it so hard? Like, aren't you one or the other? Like how, because it's always like, it's so weird because it's always like, like, oh, I had to choose what mm. side. And I'm like, unless yeah, you're not, like, not given a choice. Unless you're like passe blanc, like you, yeah. you probably were not given the choice. Like, they don't ask you. And like, yeah, I can't just like, it doesn't work like that. I mean, because I'm like, you can do anything technically, but I'm like, I can't just be like, well, I'm siding with my white side, guys. I'm. I'm like a white person who happens to be black. Yeah, they don't don't let you do it. They don't let you just be like, well, I'm white. I'm opting out of all of that. I haven't tried, but no one has no one has asked me if I was interested. I haven't tried because I'm not quite that delusional. Yeah, they they let you know pretty early on. Yeah, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to. to You're not white. Yeah, the I think the other thing is that like this type of film and story um fits really neatly in to something that like is in a lot of like oscar winning type films about race without really having to try too hard to like get it in there like have you seen the green book i with I Shirley and I, um, I'm aware. I'm aware. I okay. have not subjected myself to the Green Book yet. I was in a relationship with a film enthusiast when the Green Book came out, and so like I was watching all of the Oscar nominated yeah, films. Yeah. Um, and there's a scene in it that is um, Aragorn and Mahershala Ali. They're in the car. And Mahershala Ali's like a, you know, like an, a wealthy, like successful, like white collar type, like musician. So he's, he doesn't know about like poor people stuff or right. like yeah. what regular people do. Cause he's only hanging out with other rich people and like people that pay for him to, to do his music. And Aragorn is like Italian. So, which, you know, is one of the four races. Yeah. And, um, and so he like purchases a fried chicken sandwich and he's eating it in the car. And then he's like, would you like some Mahershali? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know how to even approach this, <laughs> this dish. Like, I don't, I don't know. I've never how seen to... thing. He's like, I don't know how to consume it. Do I because this is... it? <laughs> Cause I guess it's, it's like poor people food. Maybe. I don't know. In the fifties, right. like, okay. and so he doesn't, he's only eaten high class food. Does, plates. does Aragorn so, say like, wow i'm blacker than he's, you are does he says that exactly <laughs> and i think that that is that's in a lot of like movies that do well with a with a wide audience about race like there's all, like even if the the character is just like black no white parents or something but it's like they they get rejected by other black people for like not like 
fitting into a certain like paradigm of blackness and then they you know they they buddy up with a white person who like makes them feel understood but then they also get rejected by other white people because of racism and they're like whoa it's like kind of on both sides really like who's the real racist like is it is it all of us like is it society like is it our hearts it also appeals to all of the like white kids growing up at your school that like would come back from the summer and be like oh my god i'm like darker than you are like i'm basically mm-hmm. like blacker than you are or like and sometimes I they were like more because... rappers than you so i'm like blacker than you yeah. sometimes they were in, in new jersey sometimes they did come sometimes back they were like darker, darker than me. but like that's like what i was saying earlier when i'm like kids would be shitty to you but then it's like oh wow i'm blacker than you and i'm like well i'm literally black yeah so you're not gonna you can't compete there like you already do you think that we'll we'll get another because the the green book was not very well received and that kind of the green book like it was not like are you saying are we gonna get a green book too (laughs) well like another one of those because until that one which like did not do well there's kind of one of those like every few years like we had crash they do it those those consistently come come out there's freedom writers there's uh the blind side it's a narrative um, about race that, like, that, that it does well with the white audience. Yeah. Yeah. That, we'll definitely, we'll get another one. There's always another one on the horizon. Maybe. Okay, I was going to ask you this as, like, a bonus thing. So, you know what? I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it because I we need to first dig into Vin Diesel's dating history. Oh. I don't know anything about it. And I just want to know, has he dated all four races? Is there a concentration of one? Like, it's has looking, he chosen a side? It's like a concentration of one, just on oh. Then, are you going to disappoint me then? Then Diesel, dating history. And then we're going to Ranker.com. Um, how do we feel about Ranker.com? Are they good? Are they Are they problematic? I I, I don't woke? know where to rank them, honestly. I don't know. My Wi-Fi is not good. It's taking a while to load. I know that he dated Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, there's which... only there's only two people listed like on the Wikipedia and apparently he's like very uh very private about okay. his personal life. So we've got Paloma Jimenez. And I think they're Oh, they are married. Okay. Good good for you, Vin, I suppose. I don't know anything about this person. Maybe she's nice. Um Lucy Clarkson. Right now I'm seeing seeing a lot of white people. Um Shannon Malone, who's also of of Yakubian <laughs> appearance, at least. I, I don't know her deal. Asia Asia Argento. Italian? Right? Yeah. Dario. Okay. So we're getting uh, so far two, three, three of the four races represented. Um, And then someone named Karen Steffens, who is like the only black person I see on this list. Michelle Rodriguez. um, I'm looking Mariah Carey. Mariah? Mariah Carey? What? When and where? Vin Diesel. uh, This is not something that I knew about. So the website is whosdatedwho.com, and I would highly recommend checking it out. I will put the link in our sources because you know that we love to cite our sources. This is a very funny um, 
visual portrayal of of uh their relationship i don't think i don't know if you can see this ashlyn i don't think so no i can't um, but it, but like it's got their headshots right next to each other and their names then underneath that it goes height and then there's a little silhouette of a blue person okay. and a silhouette of a pink person to let us know that vin diesel is six foot and Mariah Carey is 5'9", which is the next thing that I was wondering after finding out, did they date, is, like, how tall are each of them and who is taller It's not than a bad him. height difference. And then under that, it goes zodiac sign, lets us know that they're a Carey's and an Aries, or Cancer and an Aries, respectively, occupation, actor, and singer. The next one is hair color, which goes bald and color bald <laughs> light brown um and this is also how i'm finding out that vin diesel identifies as roman catholic oh. which i feel like maybe means you know of the four races like that's he's that's italian in the he's italian camp. He's italian. yeah yeah um but yeah they they had a relationship in the early i mean thousands. he plays dominic toretto toretto yeah, well, I think in in the Fast and Furious, canonically, he must be Italian because his sister be. and, and is definitely not black. Yeah, and she's not Latino. I think she's I think she's Italian. Yeah, I'm like he's a he's a biracial Italian. He's Italian. He's a Southern biracial Italian. And then on the like. Like pol- politics of Vin Diesel, his production company, which is also okay, so yes. funny. Been waiting. One race, what? one race. Like, get it? Like, like race. We're all with like the one- cars, but then also like we're all one race. The human. He's the car guy. And then also, um, when when they were making the Fast and Furious movies, like if I remember correctly, he was really. Um, he really wanted to name this movie Race War. Oh my gosh. Like, he wanted Fast and Furious to be called Race... Like, Race War or Race Wars? We need to get him in a room with logic. <laughs> um, I would li- I'd like to see them talk about race relations. Yeah. That He's got a white mom. That actually should be, like, illegal to put them together. This is making his inclusion of Iggy Azalea in the Fast and Furious eight, oh. I believe. Like it's making a lot more sense to me because that's that that is what you would do if yeah. you if you're all about one race, the human race. Yeah. You're like, Oh, isn't this wonderful that there's an Australian white girl with a southern accent for no reason who says the N word like she's everything. Yeah. She's all she's every race. That's the dream. Yeah, she is one race. <laughs> She is the one race, like the one ring. The um, like other um, thing that the film multifacial name drops, like in addition to um, many famous actors of of both black and white persuasion, um, is there's a, a raisin in the sun. Um, what, what would you call it? Like an homage that that happens. Um, that I thought was was interesting, and I thought as as the scholar of media, do you have do you have any thoughts on where like why that connection was made? What do you think he was trying to do there? Uh, wait, which part is this? <laughs> so, okay, at the very end of the film, when he's 
auditioning after the white casting agents make him be make they make him rap yeah, yeah. and then they're like do you have anything for us and then uh-huh. he does this like soliloquy that uh, is yes. kind of just like his own journal entry i i know actors i've never known anyone to give like a like a personal speech as their like audition go to but I mean, it was the he 90s, was just so making I don't know. shit up in, like, half of his auditions. Like, yeah, like, is it acting when you're just, like, talking about your dad? Like, I don't... Maybe? You, um, yeah, I mean, like, I guess there could be a situation where they're like, just just tell us a story, which would piss me off, but but sure. I'll, um, I'll suspend disbelief for this. But yeah, so he's, he's doing this little monologue about, like, watching his dad... Um, like act on stage in Raisin in the Sun and Vin Diesel's stepfather who is black and like is the father of his like younger brothers um like was or is also an actor so you know he's really like pulling from his his real life um for all of this and he says that his like memory of watching his dad in Raisin in the Sun, like, inspired him, but also made him feel stupid because he was, like, my whole life I thought I was, like, supposed to be a black actor, but I watched my dad be great in Raisin in the Sun, which was not really, like, he was, like, to me, it wasn't a play. Like, it was actually just my dad talking to me um, about his feelings. And he was, like, and it made me realize, like, I'm not meant to be a black actor. I'm meant to be an actor. And then the casting agents are, like, that's very nice, but we were looking for more of the Wesley uh, Snipes type. We like, <laughs> dreadlocks, maybe we would cast you. Thank you. And then that lady chases him down to be like, you were so good. I thought she was going to like give him her number or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like Raisin in the Sun is like explicitly about like, like black people being rejected yeah. from white society. So I feel like he's like pulling that oh, in there yeah. to be like, see like the rejection, ha- it happens in all, in all ways. Like sometimes Italians are rejected from white society. And he had to be like, you know, and I am definitely black guys. Like I mm-hmm. really, because well, he says the N word in it. So he's gotta, <laughs> he, he's gotta he tell us that he's black for the sure. Most racist and unnatural way. Mm-hmm. possibly say it as a biracial well, you like, can you didn't grow up you can tell it. yeah no like there's you it's can fun. tell who grew who grew up saying it and who didn't yeah and there's and it's you know like there's just a vibe and the vibe was there and then he, and i think maybe the vibe is also usually accompanied by said biracial going like i'm black by the way <laughs> like don't worry guys like yeah. i i can say it well, and I mean, right after, right after this monologue scene, actually, maybe the best part of the movie is at the very end. Oh, yes. When, when some white girl behind him, who's also an actress and complaining about like being stereotyped. White woman colorism. Yes. She's complaining about how they want her to be a a brunette, but she's not a brunette. But also like wholesome. Um, And she's like complaining about it. And then. She's ordering like mm-hmm. a bagel and coffee. Yeah, she does. And they ask her how she wants the coffee, and she says, "Not too light, not too dark." And Vin Diesel just Vin looks. Diesel, he stares into the like, camera, and he's wow. like, "Yes." He's, he's like, like, "This is yeah. what it's like." He's like, "We do it to ourselves, 
and then we do it to each other and and, and then it happens to us and then we do it to our coffee and it's just like raisin in the sun under our society is just like raisin in the sun yeah we're all raisining each other (laughs) we're all raisining in the sun (laughs) together (laughs) i um watched this film for the first time i think in like 20 11 maybe wow. um, it like came on my tumblr dash and i was oh like God. oh i i gotta i gotta see this it's only 20 um, minutes long yeah and i um since then i can never get it out of my head when someone asks me like how do i want my coffee i'm like i could answer it this way i could say not too dark not too light but it's not really a helpful way to answer that it really is it's, re- it's relative there's like there's a gradient in between that i guess it's pretty subjective mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah much like it, race right saying just that one race yeah yeah it's like it's subjective what do you mean not too dark what do you mean like we want a wesley snipes type that? like i want a wesley snipes type, type, type coffee i want a logic <laughs> type coffee. you don't want a logic type coffee That's no milk. it's all cream <laughs> That would be a terrible thing to do would be to to pull up a lineup of uh corny black people and then rate if you would drink coffee that is their color. That I think be that, a that would be shop's entire premise. There is a the cafe. There's a leftist cafe in Philadelphia. Oh wait, yes. Has you do that. <laughs> several Already. allegations of like workplace uh like misconduct against it naturally that has a um a white mocha named the Angela Davis. I was Davis. like, there was one of the Angela Davis, and it's like yeah. upsettingly light. <laughs> and then the peanut butter latte is the Martin Luther King Jr. There's also a sandwich called the Anti Capitalist, and then there's like okay the the anti racist sandwich. Think- it is the anti capitalist sandwich, but with like bacon on it. It's, it's a missed opportunity to not name the peanut butter one like. The George Washington Carver. Oh, but you know he was kind of like you know he was a liberal. So they're and they're trying to be a radical, radical but, leftist but cafe. Peanuts. Yeah, but I think I think we don't fuck with George, uh, George Washington Carver, you know, because yeah. he was like an assimilationist. Yeah, and this I is guess. a leftist cafe with an anti-capitalist sandwich. Okay? Right, so actually, got to name the coffee Angela Davis because that's yeah. woke. <laughs> Well, there's okay. So the anti-capitalist sandwich becomes the pro-freedom sandwich if you put bacon on it. It's anti-capitalist when it's vegan. Okay. <laughs> there's just like Zoe Kravitz's dating history. There's psychology afoot. I don't know. Like I don't know what it is, but there's there's psychology and there's politics that are happening. Yeah, and I, I um, think if you're gonna add bacon to something, it should be like a cab related, but. What do I know? I don't know if you can be like a like a a leftist cat like you you know, I think that putting bacon in, in anything, we're starting to yeah. open up a whole can of worms here about like what do we believe and I I think that you have to just be like we don't have that. <laughs> we're you know out. other meat probably. Um I think that this is all that I had to say about the film multifacial which I really I recommend that people watch. Let us know if you want me and Ashlyn to um, like 
pull up a list of biracials and and other corny black people. I think everyone should be included and then say whether or not we would drink coffee that looks like them. I feel like that would definitely get us in trouble, but it it would also be funny. Um, I agree. The the final thing is that I don't know when Lane is going to put this episode out. This is not me rushing you, Lane, by the way. You do what you want. Um, But I, I feel like even if it's a, like a week from now or two weeks from now, the submarine is going to stay. It's going to stay in our hearts and minds for um, all time. And watching this film and talking about like race relations, it got me thinking there's going to be several film adaptations of the submarine disaster. Like if, if there's any justice in the world, there was going to be at least three because we needed a dramatic one. We need a comedic one. And we need like one that's like like avant-garde. Um, and and that is like my minimum. I would like to see maybe all the films that come out in 2025 be submarine disaster adaptations. Um, and I think that there's room for one to be about the biracial experience. Yeah. Are you... Are you with me? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, um, having to withstand societal society's pressure on, mm-hmm. yep. on the biracial people that, that you know, they could have... Vin Diesel, I think, could have saved all of the people in the submarine through the strength of his uh, tenacity through life preparing to be biracial i mean if they i guess we're not getting more fast and furious movies allegedly but submarine they should bring them back in order to make the car in the 11th movie be a submarine um that saves that saves them from the depths yeah but i think also okay like the story of the real life submarine disaster is a story of like hubris at sea you know it's like you think that you're insulated from the consequences of your actions because on land like money kind of bypasses obstacles and you can get away with doing whatever you want like nothing matters you never reap what you sow but things are different in the ocean the ocean doesn't care about your net worth is this what the new little mermaid movie is about this is maybe what the under the ocean we're all one race is that I don't know. That could you know, be. It could be. Mermaid, well, like, so I think. So I think that like what we could do here is kind of like a Shonda Rhimes like <laughs> kind of style casting of like we just cast whoever. Although I don't think that she actually just casts whoever because there's it's always like a black white pairing, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think makes sense for like marketing reasons because then it's like you can you can pull in a bunch of demographics to watch it. But when she's like we're doing colorblind casting, I'm like I don't know. I don't know Shonda. Like I think that. I've noticed a pattern in your like very successful um, like films and TV shows, and yeah. I, I, th- I think that maybe you're making some conscious choices to to bring in various audiences. But it's okay. We're gonna do colorblind casting, and then we're gonna make the submarine be sort of like a, a metaphor for how like you think that that you're you're safe you think you're safe from from like the societal i don't know like the 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 impacts of racism because you're like like a 
You're a Zoe Kravitz type. Your best friend is Taylor Swift. And your whole you made of carbon fiber. Yeah. You don't know. Like, you don't really know. But then you, you're you out at sea. And then you you know. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, all at once, in a very dramatic fashion, you but learn it's that too late, you're not you know? invincible. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then the consequences of your actions. It, that's um, what happens when another biracial person tells them that they also watched Inuyasha. Yeah, it, it, it leads you to a watery like grave. Titan submersible. Uh, I I don't it, like. Maybe I should feel bad, but I don't feel bad. It's funny. No, like literally, no one asked them to do that. No, they didn't have and to do like, that at all. I really do mean it. That the ocean does not care. It doesn't care. And it's haunted. Why would you leave land where you have infinite power and money <laughs> and take yourself to the and ocean? And just like, just like evolutionary uh, adaptations for living on land and not 12,000 feet under the water. And you're putting yourself put, at an immediate disadvantage. You can put five famous biracials from history... And, and present day in a submarine. We're not going to say whether or not they live, but it's a similar submarine disaster situation. Maybe they get rescued. Maybe they don't. Maybe this is like a bottle episode kind of movie. <laughs> like it's like like they're all talking about their, their experiences, but they're also like a running out of oxygen. In and it's kind of biracial. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like, whoa, like, you know, we're we're fighting each other for the same air when we could really be fighting like white supremacy society yeah. we've so we've got we've we've got five biracials are they gonna get rescued and it's like the, maybe the only people that can rescue them are themselves <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's the movie who you know who are you putting in this um well i was like yeah if you send me two hundred fifty thousand dollars, i would put drake at the bottom of the ocean he no acts problem. He, he does act he would be in it for sure I think he was he in a movie with Zoe Kravitz. Is that how they met? Um, because he was doing like indie indie films for a little bit. He I was in a movie with Ezra Miller, I think. What? I for some reason like don't know any Drake movies, just like mm. TV stuff. I mean, it was it was well, like he, a very short window of time that he was doing indie movies. Like he wasn't was Charlie before, Bartlett, like, which I do like. Um, yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. I feel like that is a movie that Zoe Kravitz would have been in, but they got Kat Dennings, who is like like a white, white Zoe, Zoe Kravitz, Kravitz type, <laughs> <laughs> but like fills the same role in things, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I just I liked that movie. I watched that movie for Anton Yelchin, R.I.P. Yeah, um, R.I.P. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he's You're putting Drake's acting chops to the test. Ice Age Continental Drift. What? He was in Ice Age Continental Drift. Doing what? He was a creature called Ethan. It's a voice hmm. role. I don't know. I don't know what animal Ethan is. This is something that I think about, like whenever there is a like, um, like an, a talking animal movie, and then they cast black people. Well, Nicki Minaj as- was uh, Ethan's girlfriend in because mm. it's. I always want to know, like, what animal do they pick, and then like, did they think about it? 
Like, was there a discussion about like, how's this going to come off? Cause there's some animals you just, you can't have people do. Um, and then sometimes it's like, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't put that much thought into like it. How, I think a lot about donkey. Yeah. It was like, donkey, I feel like that's and then, like, and there's then, something afoot there. And then Chris Rock as, uh, zebra in yeah zebra's not great either zebra donkey like yeah close it's pretty close it it feels minstrelly yeah but to to be fair at least you know ray romano is the 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 main mammoth in ice age and so it's just like italian though which is one of the true yeah so actually they are they are typecasting. I, th- I think it's borderline. Yeah. Yeah. They're putting them in the same category. Do we have like prestigious biracial actors or just annoying and ones? Queen Latifah is, was... is also a woolly mammoth in that movie. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, oh, this Kiki is not, lo- not looking good. Kiki Palmer is a woolly mammoth? Yes. I am not. I'm not liking what we're learning. <laughs> we need to get the director of Ice Age on the phone. Who is in charge of that? director of ice age uh continental drift steve martino and michael thurmeyer italian they're doing it to their own answer for your crimes this is this is like how like italians were made to be cops or like were selected to be cops in the early 1900s so that they could like you know kind of kind of do their own people in yeah yeah but also ascend to whiteness. This is what was happening with Ice Age 2. It's like they're they're like grasping at, you know, the the like ladder of white supremacy. And on their on their way up the ladder, they're throwing they're throwing other Italians and and black people down to make their way to the top. And that's what my my submarine biracial movie would really be all about. I think actually I'm I'm okay with casting four biracials, one Italian. Yeah. But who would the one Italian be? This will be easier because there's like a lot of good Italian actors, and I'm I'm starting to wonder like who is a biracial actor that is not a cornball? Because we've got Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I don't want him in my like Oscar nominated biracial submarine movie. It's like a, it's a serious movie with serious actors in it. I don't want Zoe Kravitz in it either because I don't think that she's got. I don't think she has the range. Um, sure. I don't think that she has any real life experiences that she can draw on to portray the biracial trapped in the submarine who's also trapped <laughs> by Society. the psychology of white supremacy. Like she doesn't she knows about it, but she doesn't know that she knows about it. So I don't know if she can embody that. And so I like who I don't know. I guess we, we gotta we gotta pull in Zendaya. Zendaya or um Oh God, I don't even know. It's hard, I think, to be. Not I, well, and I guess Vin Diesel, he can be in it. He can be in my submarine. Yeah, I think he's a pretty he's, good actor. He's in it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not looking good. It's not looking good. I'm okay. <laughs> We're the final thing that I'm gonna look up before we we close out is maybe like actors you didn't know were biracial. That's probably. What what I'm looking for? Well, yeah. Oh, because I was gonna say Halle Berry, who I didn't realize was biracial for like a while growing up. I don't know why. Um. Okay. When I look up actors, the first person that comes up is Pete Wentz. I don't really think he that he really acts. do a lot of acting. I would say. Yeah. It's um. I think that maybe there's like a a dearth of 
biracials in the the film industry who are good. So there if you're are. listening to this podcast and you are good at acting, please consider because we've got Meghan Markle, but she's out. She's out of the game um, <laughs> on this list, and then we you know we've got Drake, um, but I, like I don't think that he's doing things. They're telling me that like Tia and Tamara are biracial, which I think is a lie. Maybe, maybe Jordan Peele. Oh yeah. They're, okay, so there's Key and Peele. Well, I'm gonna I get would both say, of them in my submarine. I would say it's not a comedy movie. Recording this, um, I think I think Jordan Peele is a little less corny than Keegan. I mm-hmm. might be doing. Um, no, that's that feels right on, on my own. Community. Although I I want to know about. The family gatherings. I'm like, right. but I, I, I think, need information I about maybe, Jonah Peretti. I, yes, um, I think maybe Jordan Peele could direct. I mean, he does like horror. Yeah. It's kind of a horrific uh, incident. Yeah. Okay. Jordan, yeah, we you know biracial. I'm just tell trying to find. Stories, I'm trying to find so less corny. Black Jordan Peele directs. You write. Actors, um. Unfortunately, like all of the men are problematic. <laughs> mm. Oh, maybe um, Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. And he is a black Italian. Wow. That's like really like, good representation. Real yeah. Do you feel like seen? I do feel like that is like the one person that I, ha- it's like, it's like Giancarlo and Halsey, which is. Yeah, you're like I didn't know that people like me really, could yeah <laughs> could could do things until I saw Breaking Bad and and it made me realize that we could do things and be and slay and yeah. be cool. <laughs> yeah, but um, not really, not really looking good for non corny black male actors. So we are okay. I'm going to, I guess, I'm putting I'm putting out a plea. Um, I will pay for you to take acting classes <laughs> if you are able to portray a biracial character in my um, Oscar, future Oscar-nominated submarine disaster movie about four biracials and one Italian trapped in a submarine who are also trapped in the prison of their own making in their mind, and they are also trapped by societal norms. We need, we need two more. Because we've got Giancarlo and we've got I think we have to, I will I I'll, I'll pay for them ourselves. Glasses. Yeah. This is this is also the this is the black experience is like, you know, you always have to make it. No one it's never there for you already. Yeah. There's never enough biracial have actors to, 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 to round out the hard. cast of a of a submarine movie. Yeah. Well, okay, I think that's the that's the episode, everyone. Um, watch multifacial. We're gonna like link it in the description. Let me know what you think of it. Send us send us an email about it, or like talk to us in the peanut chamber, which is our Discord about it. I want to um, know. I want to know what white people were feeling while they were listening to this episode, and also if you're a white person who listened to this episode, you should pay us five dollars extra. Yeah, because and you shouldn't be listening to this. You can't think, I think of any th- these thoughts. If you are a Wesley Snipes type, I <laughs> I really encourage you to make a 20-minute short film 
about going uh, like audition to audition and trying to do an Italian impersonation and then getting told that you can't be Italian. Yeah, I think they don't, just, they don't, it's not believable. And, and that, that should be something. Shot for shot remake, but with a Wesley Snipes type. Mario Balotelli is, he's dark skinned. There's dark skinned black Italians. Like a Wesley Snipes type should be allowed oh, yeah, to do Italian stereotypes yes. at, at auditions if they want to. They should be yeah. allowed to audition for gangster movies and play characters named Luigi. Why not? Why not? And they're going to say to you, no, we're kind of looking for more of like a Leonardo DiCaprio type. Make that movie. Yeah. I would see it. End it with someone ordering a coffee and going like, mm, yeah, don't put anything in it. I don't want my coffee to be a Wes- Wesley Snipes. Nice coffee. <laughs> Which would be better to drink than a, than a Logic type coffee for sure. And well, I think both sides being extreme, you know, because yeah, but one extreme is is a good coffee, and the other one is milk. Yes. Like ruined Those are just milk. different experiences entirely. Mm-hmm. Logic, I hope you're listening to this. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye. Says here on your resume that you can rap. Do you have anything you can do now? Oh, all right. I hold the throne, pick at your persona. I'll drink your blood like I'm drinking a Corona. If sex sells a boner to make Madonna Mona. I'm physically fit enough I could have competed in Barcelona. These are my views on conformity the hell with it. Settle down, son, it's all I hear from the relative. But yo, I need a steady like Freddie needs a facial. A Brooklyn look at again cause my hat is multiracial. Like ESA real is in my blood, I got no choice. I got more appeal than Robin Williams got toys. Redundant I know, but I'm determined to go back to basics. I got my styles and Joe Rivers at facelifts. My share of regrets like any ordinary fella. Crying at street level. Stella. (laughs) That was good. I love Venn diagrams. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. 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 When I'm smoking greens, cause I'm on your team. When I smoke the sea, cause I'm such a fiend. High as a kite, smoking Walter White. When I smoke the blue and I smoke the purple Smoking on the blunt cause I wanna run Smoking on the green cause it makes me lean Smoking on the ground and I smoke and scream When I hit the blunt it's a quicker cut When I hit the blunt I give a fuck When I hit the blunt I don't give a fuck I don't want smoke, I just want smoke 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 when I hit the pipe, I'm like Walter White. Walter. When I hit the smoke, I feel like a dope. Dope. Yeah, I like green because it makes me lean. And I smoke high because I'm blowing clouds. When I'm getting high, then it's time to smoke. When I'm smoking loud, then it's time to blow clouds. When I hit the blunt, I don't give a fuck. When I hit the blunt, it's like, give a fuck. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. 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 This so in naturals.